Shalom and good morning. Welcome to Life Bites. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you are staying strong and healthy. Come, let's pray. Father God, we thank you and we give you praise for you are good, always good, and your love endures forever. Help us a lot to remain faithful to you because the devil wants us to fall. He wants us to be cynical and complainful like the Israelites in Exodus. But we want to fight this negative spirit by choosing to praise you every day. We speak to your devil, bust off in Jesus' name. For God has given us the victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. So once again, Lord, we humble ourselves before you. We ask that you teach us your word so that we may be transformed to be more like Jesus. We ask all this in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Friends, for today's episode, we will be looking at a very short letter, also believed to be written by the Apostle John, his second letter. Now, there are no chapters in Second John. It sounded like a follow-up of his first letter, actually. Now, quite similar themes, yet with some specific critical messages that we're going to look at. Second John, NIV, we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 6 for this first part. The elder, to the lady chosen by God and to her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth, because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. Now, notice that what we have just read was the very same thing John wrote in his first letter, right? Except that this time he writes as a leader of the church. He addressed himself as the elder and addressed the letter to a lady, which could be a mother, chosen by God and to her children. Now, some scholars believe that the lady is referring to a church or could be she's leading a house church. Now, whichever the case, it is full of important warnings to God's people, in particular to the family units, which we will see later. Now, notice John put great emphasis on the truth. Five times he mentioned that. Now, we have discussed at length in our studies, First uh, John, about the truth. Now, here I just want us to pay attention to a few vital things that John mentioned about the truth. Number one. John loves the recipients of his letter in the truth, which means there are people in our community who pretend to love others and not loving people in the truth. Probably you know of some people pretending to love. Now, the recipients of this letter actually know John, obviously. That's why he is not ashamed to say that he loved them in the truth. Not only him, but there are also 
those who know the truth also send their greetings. In other words, there's a koinonia of those who know the truth. They are loving one another. So John says, I love you all in the truth. Not just love you, but love you in the truth. That's important. The second thing that he mentioned that we need to pay a little attention here is that the reason why John loves the people in the truth is because of the truth himself. Jesus, our Lord, lives in us and will be with us forever. Amen. Now, the enemy wants us to live in deceptions. The enemy wants our homes, our families, our children to live in deceptions. To counter this enemy, we must ensure that our family, including our faith family, the people of God, know the truth, love the truth, and live in the truth. And with that, we will be able to love others truthfully, not in pretense. Now, parents, I don't know about you, wouldn't you want to see your children, your family, live in the truth and the truth live in them? Amen? Great. Now, the third thing John mentioned about the truth is this. John is very happy to see and to know some of these ladies' children are walking in the truth. Now, walking means living in obedience. Which father or pastor is not happy to see that, right? Man, I'm happy to see my people always walk in obedience. Now, what John wanted to emphasize to us is this. Those who live truthfully are those who love others. And when we love others, we are living in obedience to God's commands. So John says the word some. Now, this is the scary part here. Some means indicates that there are others who are not walking in the truth. Now, you will notice that these people actually know the truth, but they chose not to walk in the truth. Now, friends, they are actually Christians who are in this category nowadays. They would say, well, I know what is right to be done, but I choose not to do it. It's as if like to sin is their right. It's a right to sin. It's a right to disobey God. Wow. You know, when I think about our Lord Jesus, hearing these words from this group of people or seeing them behaving like this, it really breaks his heart. I can really feel it. It breaks John's heart too. And you know, friends, it breaks my heart too. Not friends, is the world so attractive that you can turn away from our Lord Jesus who loves us so much? Is your pride, your rights so important that you can just turn away from God's kononia? So I was told of the great preacher Charles Spurgeon when he was a young boy. He lived with his grandfather who pastored a church, a church member named Rhodes used to sit in the pubs, drink and drunk and smoke. And this has grieved the pastor very much. And so one day, young Spurgeon said to the grandfather, I'll kill old Rhodes, that I will. I shall not do anything bad, but I'll kill him though, that I will. And Spurgeon went and confronted Rhodes at the pub, and he said, hey, what are you doing here? Doing ungodly things. And you are breaking your pastor's heart. 
I'm ashamed of you. I wouldn't break my pastor's heart. And not long after that, Rose showed up at the pastor's house, confessed his sins, and repented. So, really, Spurgeon had killed him. The old roads, indeed. You know, friends, my prayer is that John said about some of these ladies' children are walking in the truth. You are in this some category. My prayer really every day for you. So John is warning us. He said there's danger. If you are not careful, we will face truth decay in our lives. Just like our tooth can decay, truth can also decay in our lives if you're not careful. Now, let's read on to understand this. Verse 7, I say this because many deceivers, so what John is saying, I have said from verse 1 to 6, all this I've said because many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Now, we have already discussed in 1 John about the deceiver and antichrist, who they are, how they look like, and how they sound like. Now, here John warns us, there are just too many of them out there, and they are coming for you, friends. They are coming for your children, friends. They are coming for your family. And that he said, you may know the truth, but if you are not careful, truth actually will decay, friends. So how do we avoid that? Three ways. Number one, watch out. The devil will steal your fruits. Watch out. He said, the devil will steal your fruits. Verse 8. Watch out that you do not lose what we have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. You see, friends, the deceivers, the world, offer something you do not have. But in reality, they take away what you already have. In other words, if you want to take what the world, the deceiver, offer you, you have to let go your hand that is holding on to what you already have. Eternal life, the truth. So by when that happens, your, your rewards, the fruits that have been produced by the truths working in our lives will all be gone. So when we continuously walk in the truth, we will bear fruits, friends. Much fruits. That's our rewards. But we can lose it too if you're not careful. See the Word watch out is not a passive word, but it's an active word. Now, let me give you some illustrations here. Recently, I've been planting some tomato plants in my house, and I've got to learn the way how to take care of the tomato plants so that it will f be free from bugs and pests. So I've been very, very careful to ensure my tomato plant is healthy. Same thing, right? Watch out. Just like our teeth, watch out. We need to be constantly taking care of our teeth. Else, we will get tooth decay. Another illustration, well, you always keep watch of your children while they are playing in the field because child traffickers are on the rise nowadays, right? That is what the word watch out is all about. It's active, not passive. You keep watch of your children because you love them, right? Same thing. Do you love the truth? Because if you truly love the truth, you will watch out 
that the devil will not steal your fruits away. The second way of avoiding truth decay is to continue in the truth and don't run ahead. Verse 9. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. To run ahead means to go faster than the truth, the Word of God, that's supposed to lead us. Rather, we actually go running ahead faster than the Word of God. You know, some people think that God's words are too old-fashioned nowadays. So they want to help God to modernize His Word by creating some new interpretation to suit their likings. Now you see, have we ever thought about why God says His word is a lamp to our feet and light to our path? You see, friends, God's word is not a street light that's like ahead of us. God's word is not a spotlight like white shining so bright ahead of us. No, but God's word is a lamp bright enough to light our every step that we take so that we will trust his leading step by step and do not run ahead of God. See, the moment we run ahead of God, that's when we will stop trusting him. Think about that. You see, John knows many Christians are struggling with this because many of us are impatient and unhappy with what God is doing in our lives especially when we face trials and difficulties. We just couldn't see God's light lighting our path simply because we don't have His truth working in our lives. Friends, continue in the truth. Don't run ahead. Otherwise, you will experience truth decay. The third way, how do we avoid truth decay? Don't welcome the deceivers into your home. Verse 10, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take them into your house or welcome them. In other words, anyone doesn't come bring you the truth, the teaching of the truth, don't take them into your house or even welcome them. None of the deceivers, the devil, will disguise themselves. They look friendly, they look kind, wolves in sheepskin. And because hospitality is a culture taught by the scriptures, of course, we need to exercise discernment at the same time when we want to extend hospitality and welcome certain people. Be very careful. That is why in verse 11, strongly, the word of God says by John here, anyone who welcomes them shares in their wicked work. Wow, very strong words. So when we welcome deceivers, we also set an example to other people like, you know, since I also welcome them, you also can welcome these people and eventually other people also will be deceived. That makes us being part of the wicked work of the deceivers. That is why we must be careful. Remember, we have already talked about how to identify deceivers in our previous episodes. If you missed it, please listen to it and listen to it again until you really get the secret, the key, how you will not fall into these deceptions of the devil. Amen? Now, let me close with this story. I know of a village, used to be 100% Christians. Once they welcome a group of people from the other side of faith to live permanently in their village. Now, the villagers were moved, so moved, because these people came bringing many gifts and they were friendly. 
Now, actually, they have been warned. Do not allow these people to come in. But the community leaders refused to listen. So as a result, over the years, the locals begin to marry these people and one by one, they started to convert to the other side until today, more than 50% have fallen to the other side of that faith. Even the community leaders are people from the other side. Now, friends, if we do put a welcome mat at our door of our house, that's with the word welcome, maybe think about it, just hypothetically speaking, put a mat that says welcome only for the naked. <laughs> now, of course, you ask why you suggest such a thing, Pastor, welcome only for the naked, because if the wolves come in sheepskin, they will first need to take off naked, right? Their sheepskin and it will be exposed that they are wolves. So don't ever welcome wolves. They always come in sheepskin. That's why be very careful. Only the truth will help you to strip off these wolves from the sheepskin when they disguise themselves. Amen? You know, finally, I can personally feel, before I read the last verse of John's second letter, I can feel what John feels even in his final words of this letter. He said in verse 12, I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. You know, friends, similarly to what I want to say to all of you, my people in my church, I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use WhatsApp. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face. Kopi kopi, maybe, maybe in the church. I long to see you come back to church and so that our joy may be complete. Let's reflect. First question. Are you experiencing truth decay in your life? Just think about that. Let's be honest with ourselves. Second question. Which of the three points to avoid truth decay speaks to you the most? What are you going to do about it? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for using your servant John to speak to us honestly. We really need this word today. The devil wants the truth in us to decay. But we know we can prevent that from happening. Help us to stay faithful, walking in and with the truth. We reject the deceiver. We reject negative spirits. We proclaim life, love, truth over our lives. Teach us, Lord, to love you and to love one another in the truth. We pray all this in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for listening. I hope you have been blessed by the second epistles of the Apostle John. Now, if you want to know more about Jesus, please drop me a note. Please allow me to help you. Next episode will be our last episode for our series. We'll be looking at the third letter from the Apostle John with the topic, What would the Apostle John write about you? Till the next Life Bites, continue to have a bite and have a life. God bless you.